Can you remember a time when you were in a situation and you didn't stand up for yourself? Maybe you thought, I deserve better, and realized you didn't really know your value. Our guest today is in-demand author and speaker, Rakesha Pittman. She is the Chief Strategist of East Global LLC in Dallas, Texas, providing services that include book publishing, strategic planning, and entrepreneur mentorship. On top of it all, she is the mother of a beautiful daughter and enjoys advocating for the performing arts. Rakesha will be sharing with us stories where she learned her value professionally in corporate America and as a woman in business. Thank you for joining us. Let's begin. I am Rakesha Pittman and I am turning talents into treasure. If I want to make a confession, I've always been a little bit out of the box coloring outside of the lines, and all outside of my lane. You've heard the expression, stay in your lane. I don't agree with that. Stay in your lane is aimed at those who choose to remain bound to the ground. There are no lanes in the sky when you fly. If you are talented and each and every one of you has a unique talent or talents, there is a core that you can discover. And I want to tell you about my story. I'm an overachiever, I couldn't help it. I'm the one with a closet full of shoes and I don't know which pair to choose. So I wore many at the very same time. I decided from a very young age that I wanted to do anything that I could to support myself. After all, I was raised in a single parent household. My mother struggled to pay the bills. If you want to classify it, some people would say I'm a girl from the hood, but I like to do things like reading and writing. And some of my favorite things to do were winning spelling bees and speech contests. I was a little different for my neighborhood. At the age of 14, I decided that I wanted to do something to support myself. So I got my first job. I was a junior counselor, but truth be told, I was really just a glorified babysitter, <laughs> but it taught me a lot about responsibility and I made my own money and I got my very first checks and that was my very first taste of personal empowerment. And what did I do with that money? I bought my own school clothes. So you know I was looking dapper that school year. Well, every summer thereafter, I did a summer youth employment type program where I was able to try out different types of jobs. And the next one, I was a receptionist and I learned at a hospital and I studied under a nursing supervisor. It was absolutely amazing. We were one-on-one, -on -one. I learned how to file and I learned the inner workings of the hospital system. So I kept that going all the way through high school. So I was used to employment at that time and supporting myself, which was absolutely wonderful. I went to college and overachieving me decided to double major and work at the same time while serving my community. I guess you could say that I had a lot of energy and I wanted to turn my particular talents into treasure. So while I was in college, you know, I worked at the library, which for some people was quite odd because I was making minimum wage. My friends did not understand why I would take a minimum wage job 
But I learned so much about the world and periodicals and news, and I think it made me a master of information. I would use that later as I became an entrepreneur. So I worked during the summer times when I was off of campus. I decided that I was going to take some temporary work. So I got a call to do admin work at this particular business. I put on my $89 suit and I put a bun in my head and I headed down to land this job that I knew that I was qualified for. After I entered the door, the interviewer looks at me and says, I think there's been some type of mistake. And I'm going, well, what's wrong? And she said, well, I wanted someone to pack boxes. I said, I can pack your boxes. I can pack your boxes. So I asked her, what do I need to do? I went home, I changed out of my suit, I put on my college sweatshirt and jeans, and I was the very best box packer that place ever saw. I believe that if you are excellent in all that you do, that opportunity will follow you. Well, here's the, the gem out of that story. I did such a good job packing that office up that I didn't have to look for a summer job again. This showed me the value in being excellent. And if you do your very best work, there are opportunities that will chase you down. So she told me, Rikisha, you call me every time that you have a break. If it's spring break, if it's summer break, and we will bring you in. Every time I called, they kept giving me a better position. I worked with excellence and a positive attitude. I was upgraded to the receptionist and I was able to greet people and to use my voice in a way that was powerful. Well, let me tell you how that translated even after I got out of college. I graduated from the university and I decided that I wanted to help people. And I thought that my ideal way to help people was to help them get jobs. So I looked for a human resources position. I applied at the same temporary agency that I always used and I got an interview and landed the temporary assignment. I was so happy. The second day of my job, my boss quit. I was thrown into, oh, a cycle of chaos. I had to figure out how to work on the job. There is going to be times where you can't predict what's going to happen and there may be chaos that follows you, but if you just apply what you have learned, you will survive. So there I was learning how to be a human resources assistant with no manager and no support. And what was funny about my career, and some of you may feel this way, I felt that I was talented, I knew that, but I also felt that I was not valued the way that I should be. So I got a little call from the finance director who I was reporting to at that time, and they let me know that they were, they were going to bring someone in for me to train. And I thought that was interesting. And uh, the truth be told, fax machines were very prevalent at that time. Do you remember fax machines? <laughs> they were prevalent at that time and I got my hand on her resume. And I realized that she had two months of experience and I resented it. Have you ever been in a place in your employment where you resented it or you felt that you were overlooked or you felt that your value wasn't recognized by your upper management or by your other team members? Well, that's how I felt. I resented it and I don't think that I was as mature then as I eventually grew up to be but I realized that I was being used to train someone and I was going to be stuck 
I was a little crazier then, so I confronted the manager. <laughs> and I told him that I wasn't happy with the situation. He let me know that he wanted me to be his administrator, and guess what? That was not my dream. That was not my goal. Sometimes you will be offered something that does not line up with your values or your goals. Are you going to accept it, or are you going to decline it? I declined. That was my last day at that job. Well, remember my excellence factor. I told the temp agency, I quit. <laughs> I walked off and that was it. Because I had a good track record there though, they said, well, we're not happy about that, but we'll look for another assignment for you. Guess what? Two days later, I got another assignment paying a dollar more per hour at a bank. Human resources, here I come. I went to work at this bank and I threw on my excellence uh, sweater and I showed them my best work. I learned how to do background checks and things that would be very important in my future. And I was waiting for a job offer. They said, Rikisha, we want to offer you a job part-time. I had full-time responsibilities. A part-time paycheck wasn't going to cover my full-time bills. Guess what? I had a tough decision to make. Lo and behold, I got a phone call from the same company that I worked for in my breaks every summer, the best box packer they ever saw. And they asked me, are you looking for a job? Was that a coincidence? I think not. Of course I am, I said, and we scheduled an interview. I knew I had it in the bag. I showed up for the interview. I did my best work. They called me and said, you're overqualified for this position and we can't offer you the job. What? I was able to rely on that employer and here I am without a job. And then they said, we've decided to create a position for you. Let me tell you this, you have something to offer that there will be doors and positions that can be created for you if you are able to function at your best in every scenario that you are given. I was so excited and went back into social work land, which also helped people. I spent several years at that company. I was promoted multiple times and I was excited so excited that I was offered the opportunity to transfer to the corporate branch of that company. And here's where the fight began. So I transferred in, I was making a salary that was comparable to my coworkers, and then they decided to give everyone else a raise who had had that position in the office but me. But me? I was the one training the whole staff. I was the one that you use that as an example to take out the executives. Why do I have to fight to prove my worth? Yet again, I had to advocate for myself. Sometimes we fear that when we speak up, we're going to be fired or we're going to be reprimanded, but my value was able to speak for me. And I knew that I was bringing something powerful to the table. I had a conversation with my manager and she agreed that even though I was underpaid that they would do their best effort to give me the maximum raise that they could every year. Was I happy? No. But I trained and I taught and I interacted with people and tried to keep a positive attitude. But something on the inside of me let me know that my best value was never going to be rewarded by someone else. 
I would have to reward myself. Hmm. But I learned some amazing lessons. What was the common denominator? I believe that you have a core talent. What's your core talent? Your core talent is that one thing that no matter what, whether you're in the employment world or whether you're in what you call the real world, that people keep asking you for over and over again. You can't run away from it. You, you, you would do it if you had to do it for free. What is that core talent? So I started reviewing my history in the working world and I said, no matter what position they give me, I always end up being the teacher trainer, the teacher trainer. My core talent is teaching and training. I have this unique ability to take systems and make them make sense to other people. That was it. That is what corporate America saw in me and that is what I saw in myself. What is your core talent? Identify that. And I will say that your core talent is not necessarily your purpose. They may be two different things. My talent is what I'm able to turn into treasure. Your purpose may not be connected necessarily to your prosperity, but it may be your legacy. Do you understand what I'm saying? What's that core talent? All of your opportunities and all of your excitement will come from doing that thing naturally that you were designed to do. So while I worked in corporate America, I decided to do a few things on the side. Do you have hobbies? Some of you do. Do you have passions? Some of you do. Can you begin to do that for yourself in a way that gives you monetary value? You can. I decided to launch training programs. Now, while I was in the university, I studied English with a creative writing focus, so I started writing. I wrote my first book in 2009 while I was still in corporate America. I discovered that I could train other people how to do that. By the time that I published my book, I thought that people were going to be so excited about my writing. And guess what they asked? Who's your publisher? I offered workshops. <laughs> this is the thing that I do so well and I had no idea that that would begin to launch me into a realm of entrepreneurship that would change my life. Let's discover how you can make a transition from employment to entrepreneurship by discovering your very own core talent. Turn your talents into treasure. Here are some amazing things that I can give you to discover. What is it about you that makes you talented at the core? Observe your environment. What is happening around you and what tables are you constantly being seated at? One of the things that helped me when I was in corporate America was discovering where I kept being invited to. I kept being invited to the boardrooms. I was invited to handle executive matters. And what was challenging to me even at the time was my position title never matched the weight of the assignments that I was given. So I had this inner struggle going on. While my talents were applauded with work, they weren't necessarily applauded with compensation. So there was always this struggle in me not to feel upset about my talents being used 
in a way that didn't benefit me. However, they did when I thought about it. I would be invited to take the executives out on site visits and I said, wow, if I'm always around people who are executives, maybe I am an executive. If I'm at the board table, maybe I am a member of the board. Where is it that you are finding yourself that, are, that is giving you a clue as to where you really should be? Leadership and executive, yeah, that's me. I started plotting my escape from corporate America. Now, some people may tell you to jump and some people may tell you to just do it. That may not work for all of us and it's okay you can ease on down the road, as they say. I decided to give myself a two-year plan. I was going to leave my corporate job for good. Now here's a confession, just in case you didn't know, I tried it before. I left California where I grew up and I moved to Las Vegas, Nevada for a season of my life. And I thought that that move meant that I could become a full-time entrepreneur. Well, let me tell you this, Unemployment does not mean that you're a full-time entrepreneur. And I learned that lesson the hard way. I went out, I got an office, all the bells and whistles, the website, the phone number, but I didn't have clients. And so I had to go back to work. The second time that I decided to leave, I decided to leave with a plan, my two year plan. So I started running my training programs and my first training program, I think I charged about $99 a person. Well, that was a lot of money to me then, but it was a start. I want to tell you, don't be afraid to put a value on what you do. Some of us have been so conditioned to volunteer, and I don't know if you're anything like me, but I served, I volunteered, that was my duty to my community. But I was so used to volunteering that I felt guilty for receiving money or compensation for what I did. And I know that that's where a lot of you are right now. You may feel as though this is your service, or this is what you do for your church, or this is what you do for your community, and you don't want to charge people for that but I'm here to tell you that your talent was given to you for you to prosper from that. So I charged, got lots of students, and I felt like I can really do this. In 2011, I approached my mentor, and she has been my mentor since I was 18 years old, guiding me through my life and giving me great, great instruction. And if you have people like this in your life, that's phenomenal for you. But this is the thing that she told me that changed my life as someone who wanted to go into business. I said, you know, I'm making a little money doing my side hustles, you know, but I really want to go full time. So she referred me to someone who became my business mentor. If you want to make a decision to leave your job, it might be a good idea to find someone who's already successful in that to help you navigate through the process. So while I was in corporate America, I did my things on the side and then I set my release date. What is the cost of your freedom? What is the cost of your freedom? Is it what your job is paying you now? Is it what you'd like to make ideally? Is becoming a millionaire going to make you free? But you have to determine that. And for me, my freedom was being able to determine my own schedule 
and being able to determine when I worked and how much I worked for, to me, that was worth it. So I drafted up an amazing letter of recommendation, thanking my job for the experience that they gave me. And in 2009, I walked out of corporate America for good. I was excited and terrified at the same time. Now, here's what I want to let you know. Making the transition from employee to entrepreneur may be exciting, but it's going to take focused, hard work. So when I asked my mentor for this referral or for this, this um, information, she told me that there was someone in business who greater aligned with what I wanted to do. And that changed my entire life. She pushed me to make decisions that were risks that would not necessarily harm me. And because I had the confidence to charge my worth instead of what I thought people would pay, it allowed me to stay as a full-time entrepreneur and give innovation and be innovative and not stuck in that lane that I told you that you can get out of. For those of you who may think, but we're in a tough time, 2009, when I left corporate America, was a recession. People were losing their jobs. They were being laid off. They were losing their homes. But I did something daring, and that was to file an LLC and become my own business. You don't have to wait until you leave your job to get your business affairs in order. Remember that. It doesn't have to be perfect for you to launch. Remember that. But if there is a dream that is on the inside of you, I dare you to take your core talent and turn those talents into treasure. Here are some of the things that I would dare you to consider. Remember the excellence factor? Some of us wrestle with perfection. I know, I'm guilty. Perfectionism leads to procrastination, but excellence leads to execution. And if you focus on doing your very best, it doesn't have to be perfect. I know that you think that it has to be just right. But in the business world, things are not just right. I had this amazing conversation that hurt my feelings at the time with one of my former bosses. And he said, you can't get A's in everything, Rakesha. I was used to being a straight A student, why can't I? And then I realized that it was about doing things that I might fail in, but I still learned. When I left corporate America, I launched a retail store. I know my core talent is teaching and training, but I launched a retail store. And guess how long that store stayed open? Three months. I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> but I was daring enough to take the risk and from that, I learned how to do things that would enhance my profit, like create product lines. I knew how to source um, materials. I knew how to sell. So that's what it taught me. So don't look at your failures as a sign that you're not supposed to do it. Keep playing with the formula until you get it just right. I discovered that teaching and training my core talents were the things that paid me well with the least amount of stress. What am I telling you to do? Try it. Here's the thing about excellence. Do you look like a good investment? I ask this to everyone that I mentor. Now, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. Looking like a good investment is not having on the best makeup. 
and the best shoes and the best outfits. No, it is setting yourself up so that people feel confident enough to invest in you and what you are offering. After all, we know that we're solving problems and you were placed on the earth to solve and to be an answer to a specific problem. So set yourself up so that you are the type of woman that attracts people ready to invest in you because you look like a good investment. It's beyond just filing a piece of paper. What is your vision and your dream for your business? Here's the thing, I wrote those things down while I was still at my corporate job. You don't have to wait, write them down. There is something about writing that makes it real. You take it out of your head and you put it on the paper and that thing becomes real to you. If you are a person who declares things and who believes in manifesting things, begin to speak life into the dream that you have. And I will tell you that you will attract the people that are to support and to help and to invest in your dream. So think about it. We talk about keywords like branding and all of these things. It will come if your excellence is there. You are a vault and people feel safe placing their money inside of a vault. We take care of the vault. We protect the vault. Everyone doesn't get access to the vault. So understand as you are making this transition that relationships will change. You'll have to give some people up, some friendships you may lose. I'm not going to paint this picture like it's easy because it's not, but guess what? You're going to gain some wisdom. You'll gain new relationships, new networks, new information, and you will get to leave a legacy for yourself, for your family, for your friends, and as I say, become someone's hero. You're someone's hero. Someone is waiting on you to launch your dream, to launch your business, to launch your book, to launch your organization. And when you do it, you will give them the courage. You will empower them to step out just like you did. That is service in itself. You can do this. Advocate for yourself. How do you do that? Through information and strategic relationships and partnerships. We live in a world where information is almost overwhelming us, but you have to get the right information. This is a great way that I was able to stay alive in the business world. I learned the language of money. If you want to earn and to multiply your money, learn the language. Number one, I had to learn how to become debt free. And a lot of us, depending on where you came from, you know, you might not have had the best shot at life or you might not have had a great financial um, education, but I educated myself. I read lots of books and now we have podcasts and we have books and we can watch episodes and you can get that information. But I encourage you to focus on the information that is going to help you best, that is going to lead you to the path of entrepreneurship and success that you would like. Choose your friends carefully. Choose your relationships carefully. Choose your partnerships strategically. And again, you will not always get it right even Jesus chose Judas. Remember that. Here is 
a bit of an encouragement for you. The odds may not be in your favor, you can still beat them. It doesn't matter. There is a unique ability inside of you that is someone who overcomes the odds and you can beat the system. Racism, sexism, and classism do not get to define your internal value. How you perceive yourself will give everyone else either a pass to abuse you or it will be a barrier for people not to take advantage of you and for you to advocate for what you really want. Do not believe that any of those things are a limitation for you. You can overcome them. You were not given a dream in order for it to become a nightmare. You were given a dream for you to turn that idea into an actuality and you can do it. One of the things that I learned, all of the things that I learned from corporate America, I would say that I did some of those things to myself, like not knowing when to give myself a raise. Sometimes we feel guilty. Well, you know, I'm charging this much. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I need more money. I had to learn how to give myself a raise. So as you continue to get more information and as you continue to upgrade yourself and you take courses and you're mentored or you get a level of success, understand your value. Give yourself that freedom and compensate yourself accordingly, not just because you deserve it, because but because you are worth it. Here's a little hint from me, and I'll leave you with this. Every time somebody complains about my prices, I give myself a raise. <laughs> Don't be afraid to turn your talents into treasure. Remember, identify that talent, make that excellent, and then go ahead and monetize it. You are the one who is responsible for securing your own freedom. Let corporate America prepare you for the CEO chair. That was such a powerful message, Rakesha. What do you think is the biggest takeaway on how to really value yourself? Accept who you are. Some of the things that people complain about are the things that they're intimidated by. The things that they tease you about. I got teased for talking too much but they pay me to do it now. <laughs> so don't internalize it. You know, I say that sometimes your haters are really your hiders and you make them uncomfortable because you're doing something that they felt that they should be doing. So don't internalize all of that. Really, really accept who you are, know who you are and cultivate who you are and take that to the marketplace. Thank you, Rakesha, for sharing your story. Your words are truly empowering, and you're such an inspiration to the audience who surrounds you. I am Aris Cantu for Power, Peace, and Love. Join us next time and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more real stories from real women. Bye! Bye.